episode 250 of Global from Asia. Leon Bai Wu. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. So the blah, blah, blah. I just went upstairs to do my blah, blah, blah. I say to my kids and they, they love blah, blah, blah. But not just my kids. It seems like a lot of you enjoy it. I've been adding the 10 minutes blah, blah, blah after the interviews. I don't like to intrude and take over too much on the guests' interviews. But, of course, I have various perspectives and things to say after each show. So I've been adding that. So if you like the blah, 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 maybe let me know. And uh, I've been getting overwhelming response. Thanks, Danny Sullivan, Russell Smith, many others for uh, giving me positive encouragement on that segment. We will keep doing those as long as I can. So this week is a very interesting interview. It's again a guest. It's been long overdue to come on the show. And I was kind of shocked. This is first time to be on a podcast. I feel like I'm doing my job then. I think that's my job maybe as the host here at Global From Asia or as a podcast host to get amazing experience, knowledgeable people to share on a podcast that have not been on any other podcasts. Um, actually, I don't know. I think, you know, I get a lot of different people emailing us to want to come on the show, and they're, they've been on a lot of other shows. You know, of course, there's some famous people or there's some smart people, but I like this I like this kind of stuff where I find amazing people. Maybe, maybe Daniel is a great, I think he's going to, you know, another up-and-coming guy in the community and the scene, a uh, very talented person. Um so I think I'm doing my job by getting great people like this that have never been on any podcast before to come on a podcast. So Daniel Fernandez, he is a, a data geek. He is a he's a lover of data and Excel. And we talked about that. And he loves Legos when he was a kid, and it somehow connected him to become a uh, optimization or seller central expert, uh, uh, which he definitely is. I've He's spoken at some of our amazing events at Global From Asia, the cross-border summits and cross-border matchmakers, and he's been very uh, very giving and, and, uh, and helpful with his knowledge and experience to the community. And uh, he'll be also one of our hosts, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the word, instructors, experts at our first ever boot camp, July 19, 2021, 2019 in Chiang Mai, Thailand. But, uh, you know, so I'm getting them on the show to give you guys a little taste of some of the amazing knowledge and people we're going to have there. But even without you making it, I think this show is going to be a good one. I was taking some notes. He's always given amazing knowledge when he's out on stage and his first time appearance in a podcast. Episode 250 of Global from Asia. And we have Daniel Fernandez about... I counted four. We kind of lost track. I kind of, you know, have different seg parts of of it, of like common mistakes or hacks or ways to optimize your seller central. Which, if you are selling on Amazon, you need to learn seller central. It's overwhelming. I'm actually not so experienced in it. We have I have people on the team to help me, um, but I should learn more. And I was taking notes. So we I count four, maybe five, maybe three. Depends what you count as a tip or mistake. Uh, but we give uh, or Daniel gives amazing insights. And then afterwards, I'll do my blah blah blah. Uh, hopefully kids let me do it without them barging into home office studio here. But enough of this. 
Episode 250, Global from Asia, Daniel Fernandez. Let's go. Are you looking for a cross-border payment solution in Asia? I know I was, and I'm lucky I found GoRemit.hk, an official sponsor here at Global From Asia, and I do really uh, use them. For many years, they've helped this show pay our amazing editors and posters and content people to get the show online, and they have come through and supported us. And I'd love for you to take a look at GoRemit.hk for your payments into China, into Vietnam, into Philippines, into Thailand. I think here at Global From Asia, we see the trend of Southeast Asia coming up, and that means you're gonna have to have either more bank accounts or bank wires or other solutions. And definitely one of them is GoRemit.hk. Check them out, free to sign up. Of course, there's a KYC account opening process, but they're a good affordable solution for you to get money to different parts of Asia from your Hong Kong-based bank. Check them out. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning to another Global From Asia podcast. We are trying our best with internet, <laughs> as always, in cross-border business with uh, these amazing interviews and guests. We have a great guest with us today. I should have had him on the show a long time ago, actually, Daniel Fernandez from AMZ Clever. Thanks for being here, Daniel. Hey, Mike. It's a pleasure. Finally, yeah. uh, get to, uh, to be on your show. I've I've listened to it a long time ago, so this is uh, this is very exciting. Awesome. I'm happy to hear it. And yeah, I mean, the reason I say you should have been on, you've been a great presenter at a few of our different Global Formation events at the Cross-Border Summit and others. And uh, you've definitely been delivering amazing value. We were also at a common event uh, where we were both speaking, and, and uh, you definitely were one of the more popular presenters with your knowledge sharing. And uh, it's just it's just great. Um, also, we're excited to have you, you know, participate in our first Global From Asia boot camp and, and others. So I always appreciate your support here. Um, for those that don't know you, Daniel, do you want to give a little intro? Uh, absolutely. So my name is uh, Daniel Fernandez. I, um, I moved from the U.S. I'm in China now. I've been here for a few years. And I run an uh, Amazon management marketing agency. And... Um, I mean, I've been in the game for, for a few years, and um, that's, uh, well, that's what keeps me busy. I work with, with um, you know, with, with Amazon sellers that uh, they either want to um, uh, outsource their, their advertising on, on Amazon. Um, you know, they find, a lot of people find that it takes, uh, it takes a lot of time. And uh, they cannot do what uh, I think every seller should be doing, which is launch new SKUs and new SKUs and grow the brand, uh, because they have to be, you know, on, on busy with the advertising. So if they want to give that to someone that can handle it uh, at scale, that's uh, that's when they uh, they find me, and uh, also work with some, you know, some some bigger brands, some maybe a brand names we 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 may have seen a. You know, in the stores that um, they just really want to uh, outsource their whole Amazon channel to someone. So Great. that's uh, that's what that's what keeps me busy. And I remember you you say you're like an Excel geek or a data geek. I think that's something that I would like to highlight. You know, I think you love the data, right? Is that that correct? It's uh yeah, it's it's a passion of mine. Um, it kind of makes me, this may sound a little, may sound a little, a uh, little silly, but it just reminds me, um, you know, when I was little, I used to play a lot with Legos. So I've, I've, I see Excel as the Lego version for adults. 
Wow. You know, and, and, and it gives me, um, it just gives me a, a, a different understanding and, and a different insight. You know, it, it, I think in the, the world we're living now, uh, data is, is the new, I mean, the new gold, right? And, and, but the, the challenge is to, to process that data, to refine that data so you can uh, make um, the next move for your business. And Amazon really, uh, they, give a, they give us a lot of data about our, our sales, our performance, our inventory. And uh, there's some data they don't give us, which um, hopefully will change at some point. But I think it's, it's key to, to know what to do with that data. Agreed. Yeah, I think, uh, I'll be honest, I, I don't know, maybe it was, I think I like Legos, but I'll be honest, I'm not, a, I, I don't enjoy the data. <laughs> I'm more the, uh, the uh, maybe the visual person, but I know that there's definitely an advantage to love data and enjoy data. So yeah, I think you're in the right, the right, the right uh, spot for that. And, and um so this is uh, cool, and then maybe uh, you make me think of my kids. Like they do like Legos. So I, I do think future is data for sure, man, and we should all uh, embrace it and and leverage that gold, like mining for gold. So how did you get into the whole Amazon game, and what's the story? Yeah, uh, well, let me let me tell you. I was um, I was living in San Francisco. I had a I had a decent job there a few years back. And, um, I just, you know, I, I decided I, I, one of the things I always wanted to do was of course to have my, my own business. And, uh, I felt at that job, I felt that, um, you know, each year they would probably pay me more money. I would probably get a raise every now and then. And each year it would be harder to, to leave the job, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So kind of, kind of, you know, uh, part with uh, you know what, what at the time was a great opportunity. I mean, I'm very grateful. But uh, to you know, if I I thought if I was going to start a business, it has to be now when I'm you know relatively young. So I you know, at the beginning I started just like a lot of people uh, taking some courses on on how to sell on Amazon. Uh, I started going to events. I think a lot of people um, should really you know look into events because there I, I you know, you get you get insights from from other sellers that are not you know things that are not mentioned it on courses, but um, that's what I was uh, st I started doing that. Uh, so I started selling a product, and uh, and Mike, let me tell you, like the uh, very first product that I launched, okay. uh, you know, it, it was um, it was a hit. You know, nice. right off the get go, I I didn't know what I was doing, and uh, and guess what happened? Guess what happened uh, about a month later with that product. <sighs> Um, I'm thinking something with something with brands, something maybe. In well, I, I, I run out of stock. Ah, okay. And, okay. And this happens to, to a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, at, at that time I was sourcing from, from the Middle East and they had these, um, yeah, I, I didn't start sourcing from China. I started sourcing from, from, uh, I think it was Pakistan. And uh, what happened uh, is they had this, uh, they had their, their long religious holiday uh, mm. that lasts for like a month. Wow. And uh, so I was out of stock. I couldn't reorder for a long time. Uh, finally, when I did reorder, then uh, these, you know, this category had, had already moved. You know, it was harder to, harder to rank. Mm. Um, but, 
you know, two months later, guess what happened again? Out of stock again, though. <laughs> I was, I was out of stock. I, I, I was a hard, you know, yeah. it was a hard lesson to learn. So the third time around, I couldn't get it to rank, and uh, and I had put a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of effort in, you know, behind this. I was still doing my job. Uh, but anyway, long, long story short, I, um, you know, I launched other products, but at the same time, from a little bit from sharing my experiences at, at events, at conferences. Uh, that I that I joined and and I did join a lot that you know you had to pay they, they were not not cheap either, but uh, from these places I I started meeting people that wanted to actually uh, pay me to 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 help them right with with their businesses based on what I was telling I was doing, uh, so that's how my agency was born uh, mm -hmm. just from from people I met face to face and. Uh, um, you know, and then from there I started getting referrals. And uh, when I finally left my my job, I decided that um, you know I need to focus on one thing. It's either either selling the products uh, myself or or working with with other sellers, with brands, with uh, with the agency. And I, I I decided to do the second one. Um, you know, because at the time I, I just started getting you know getting more referrals, more people that were interested. So it, it felt like the, it felt like at the time it was the right move. Got it. And uh, it's been a few years and, uh, you know, we're still growing. I call it AMZ Clever. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just really, really because um, I, this goes back, go back to date, to, to the data uh, mention. Mm -hmm. I just think with data, we, we make uh, clever decisions. Makes sense. Yeah. Like in the, Thanks for sharing the story. And I think listeners are up for some treats today. We're going to be, there's so much we can, of course, talk about. And also, of course, a little plug. Uh, well, of course, you have an agency. People could definitely reach out to you for, for your services. And also, we have uh, this boot camp coming up in July. We'll, we'll have more details about that later. But today, you know, we always want to add value on the show for listeners. And I, we were talking about this. And we're going to talk about some of the common mistakes or maybe some I think you like the word hacks or some kind of optimization for Seller Central. And, and I think first, just, uh, you know, I think for listeners that are selling on Amazon, I guess just learning Seller Central itself is, uh, is, is, is critical, right? I mean, there, it's massive just, just operating uh, just the main, main screens. Uh, I even still haven't figured everything out inside of it. Uh, what would you say the same or? Yeah. I uh, absolutely. So uh, Amazon, you know, for, for, for agencies, for sellers, uh, Amazon is our business partner. And, you know, if, if we don't know all the things that our business partner can do, then, uh, um, I mean, it's, we're some, somewhat of a, in a, on a tough spot. Uh, Seller Central has so many, so many uh, dashboards, so many reports you can get from and you know that there are a lot of them are um, at least in my operations are are things I check on a daily basis. So I think the more you you learn about this this business partner, um, the, the better the better you're gonna do. You know, especially when that is is readily uh, available for you as a seller. Got it. Got it. And just, just to give you to give you like a, a quick example is. Imagine, um, you know, you, you get a nice or, or just a, a decent car 
and it has all these, um, you know, bells and whistles, these, all these buttons. Uh, but just imagine somebody that doesn't, doesn't know how to use the cruise control on the car. Uh, like how much more work they have to do when driving on the highway than, than someone that, some, somebody that does, you know? So that, mm -hmm. that's uh, kind of like the analogy I have in mind. Okay, makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, so like, you know, I mean, it is your business partner and, uh, you know, sometimes it's, they, they don't seem to really notice that or care. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean... Uh, Sometimes they don't they don't play the role, right? <laughs> yeah, there's some jokes in our uh, some of our other events and speakers that said yeah, they uh, they don't yeah they don't really care. But um, yeah, I think it's of course you have to know the rules and know it's overwhelming. So somebody whether it's somebody you you know find an agency like you or somebody in your company, uh, there should be somebody that's kind of like the master of the seller central because that is of course the tools and the gateway for you to uh, to get that. Uh, get that money. So um, maybe we can go into some of the, uh, what are some of the daily things you think for somebody to, to be that operator of the uh, seller central? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was thinking the, you know, some of the main things obviously are your, uh, your sales, right? Your revenue, your units sold. Um, I was thinking more of uh, uh, kind of like common mistakes uh, or, or things that people uh, should should check that you know may not know uh, are there or may not know how to find them. Uh, but uh, to go to to your question, I would say uh, like Amazon. If you go if you go to the business reports, um, when I download, you know the the all my sales data, my sessions, my page views, all, all that information. Um, and I, I look at the, at the conversion rate. So here I'm, I'm I, and for, for a lot of what I, I'm, I'm going to mention, there is, there is uh, obviously, you know, software tools and we, we can get to that later. Uh, but I want to talk specifically about the, uh, the unit session percentage. Uh, so this is a lot of people call this the the conversion rate, right? So you get um, you you sell let's say 20 units, and um, you know those 20 units sold uh, came after uh, uh, or, or were the result from uh, let's say let's say uh, 200 uh, 200 sessions, right? Mm -hmm. uh, a session is is um, a unique visit to one of your products, you know, within a within a time frame. After that time frame, is that shopper comes back to your listing that will count as another session mm. uh, but I, I don't like let me tell you Mike I don't like the way Amazon reports this and let me tell you why uh, I don't like it when it's um, when it's uh, uh, done by by the unit um, when, when the, this this uh, conversion rate is calculated by the unit I, I prefer to to shift this so it's calculated by the um, by the order, right? And and let me tell you why. Uh, you know, if if all your customers, every order you make is only one unit, then it's fine, right? But um, I've I found that sometimes you know uh, customers buy more than one unit. They buy and and sometimes I've got like schools or or actual a business that buys from your Amazon store and they buy fifty units in one order, right? So what that does is it, it really skews your, your conversion rate if you look at it that way. Um, 
you know when they there, there is these these uh, uh, somewhat unusual uh, unusual orders um, that have multiple units in them because then you're going to look at your conversion rate and if you look it up uh, if you calculate it by the unit you're going to say wow I'm killing it but in fact you just got one order and what and that's one order that doesn't really uh, come too often right so when you bring this to advertising uh, you could think that a keyword is really killing it but in reality it was just one order that maybe you know maybe you got lucky on that so does that make sense yeah I get it so I think that's always the tricky part I mean and also some people just look at the top top line right just see how much sales they're making but especially in Amazon we've had other shows where you know, um, even other channels like Shopify or shopping carts or other channels might be more lower top line but higher margin, right? So I think a lot of times people don't don't keep track of how much it's really costing to get that top line. Right, right. And uh, shall I shall I uh, I guess mention some other tips, some other things, uh, uh, quote unquote, common mistakes. Sure, of course. This, this is what I'm excited to hear, even for myself. All right. So let me see. I you start with you know some go ahead. Some of the some of the things that um I would encourage every seller, uh, you know, especially new sellers, is to when you sign up on to Amazon, maybe schedule just for yourself, right, one hour, and then just go to every single spot of your seller central. Right, that that hour alone there is gonna save you a lot of, um, I think, a lot of issues in the in the future, uh, and also you know obviously time you're gonna know where things are at, uh, but especially I would go to the um, if you go to your settings and then you go to fulfillment by Amazon settings, mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of things that uh, by default uh, are what I want to say more to Amazon's benefit than than to the <laughs> sellers. Uh, as soon as you set up the account, right? So there's a lot of things. Once, you know, as soon as I, I start working on a new account, uh, one of the first things I, I do is go there and switch things around uh, because I think um, I think there's some things we, we may not want to do. So uh, one, to be specific, uh, in that fulfillment by Amazon settings, there is one called the inbound uh, settings, right? And in there, there's one called the inventory uh, placement option. And by default is uh, set up, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this in just a minute. But by default is is um, set up as as distributed inventory placement, right? And and that means that every time we ship, we wanna make a um, send a shipment to Amazon. Uh, Amazon is going to distribute the warehouses that they want this to be delivered to. Right. So that's why let's say we're sending Mike. Let's say, let's say today we contact a factory. And we order uh, a thousand units of of widget widget number one, right? Uh, so Amazon is is going to split it. So they're going to say, okay, send two hundred to this warehouse in North Carolina, send uh, four hundred to this one, you know, in in uh, New Jersey, and then the remaining to this one. Sometimes they only do two, depending on the on the amount. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that is not cost efficient, especially if you're shipping from China. Right, because when you split your shipments, your yeah. your shipping costs is going to get more expensive. Um, so a lot of times it's better to switch that setting from from that distributed inventory placement 
to uh, what's called inventory placement service. And, and what, that, what, what, that, uh, what that will do is, is instead of um, Amazon splitting two different warehouses, you just have to send it to one. And uh, then they, they will charge you a fee per unit. Uh, it's uh, 30 to 40 cents for small items. And if you're sending oversized items, it's uh, $1.30 more. Uh, so you, it's something that you can compare um, with, your, with your shipper in terms of uh, how will your, your shipping costs change, right? But uh, what I've discovered a lot of times, uh, even after that fee, I, I end up sending, uh, saving money. And for, for large sellers, you know, I, I guess a lot of large sellers may know this already, but uh, if you're shipping, you know, bulk of uh, products, uh, especially oversized, this could make a big difference. No, this is great. Thanks, man. Um, one that I think of, I don't want to hopefully take one that you thought of, but I learned this the hard way with the uh, mm -hmm. coffee pots is Amazon also has a default to resell returns. I forget the exact yeah. one. But yeah, uh, people were buying the returned mocha pots and we had like a feedback, a negative feedback. Somebody said it had stains in the pot. And I, we're like, mm. And of course, we to the factory, we buy from China, but they're like, and we had QC, and then we realized some, somebody's like, what about the return? So it's, yeah, they default restock your returns to sell again, which is great right. for me, actually, that that's the default on. So we turned that off after, which is great. Right. That one is, that one is called um, repackaging settings, and that one is called repackage and sellable customer returns. And, and let me tell you something, uh, something scary about this one, right? <laughs> so, so you're, you're right. So they, they, uh, the Amazon warehouse uh, staff will determine, you know, once they receive uh, open box returns about, uh, you know, from your, of your products, they will determine if the product is still in new condition. And if they deem it in new condition, they'll repackage it, uh, I guess, maybe tape up the... <laughs> The box, whatever they they do, and uh, put it back in 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 sell as new, right? In in, in new um, stock, mm. and uh, you know, obviously, a lot of customers, you know, a, a lot of times they make mistakes. I mean, more often than not, they make mistakes, um, and then that's a guaranteed bad review, I would say. It's yeah, a, exactly. uh, crazy. But the the scary part here is turning it off is not enough, right? So if you disable it, it's not enough. Um, what you want to do is you want to enable it and then uncheck all, all the product categories because they keep, um, every time they add or they modify a product category, I've seen it before that it gets, um, it gets checked up again. And even if it's disabled, these product categories are, are, have the, the check up, the markup, they will still, uh, they will still do this. And also there is a, a checkbox to auto enroll for newly added categories, Great. right? So you want to make sure that um, all of those are unchecked and then you can disable it again. So okay. if you haven't done that, Mike, you probably should take, take a look. I know now you're making me think, oh no, I think I can do that. So, all right. This is why I said I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm learning here. So uh, uh, next mistake people make, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to... Yeah, no, of course. Uh, so here's one that that 
Man, surprisingly, I, I, I don't know if a lot of people know about this. Um, so on your Solar Central, uh, and this might be a little bit more advanced, but it's not hard to do if you're starting out, and it's a good practice. Uh, in your Solar Central, you have your inventory menu. Uh, in there, there is a, something called inventory reports, uh, the in inventory reports menu. And in here, you have a lot of different reports, you know, about your listings, but, um, but, but there is something, there's one report that doesn't show up uh, in that drop-down menu, but Amazon has the, um, the ability to enable it for you if you ask, okay? Uh, so this one is called the, the category listing report. And what this does, so, so what you have to do is you have to go on seller uh, support. You, you have to ask them, uh, hey, can you enable the category listing report so I can download it from the inventory reports menu. And, and why we want to do this, uh, when you download this report, you're basically downloading a, um, a copy of all your listings in an Excel uh, flat file format. You know, for your, uh, you know, first of all, as a backup, uh, second of all, to see how Amazon is recognizing your listings. You know, a lot of times you want to update your title and you submit the title and the title doesn't change, right? Amazon still keeps displaying the old title. So with this category listing report, you can see how Amazon is, um, what, the, what information is being recognized. Uh, and most importantly, from from there, you can um, uh, modify this flat file to make changes to your whole whole catalog um, in just one one step. Instead of having to go one product at a time in in the managed inventory, you can just do it with this Excel, and uh, it it just makes it makes it almost it almost is the only way to do it at scale. Nice. You know, once you start having, you know, a few more SKUs, if you just try to manage one by one, it's, it's almost time, time restrictive, you know, impossible. So I understand. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a great power tip for sure. I mean, I literally was in a meeting yesterday with a seller here in Chiang Mai, and he's, uh, mm -hmm. he says, he's, I think he needs to learn that tip because he says he's got like 60 or 70 SKUs and he's just totally overloaded with trying to update them all. And, stuff so that sounds like wow yeah I, I can't I, I can't imagine uh, how I mean I used years ago I used to do it like I started like this right the the hard way uh, but you know there, there is a smart way uh, the other thing is is um, Mike you always want to keep a backup of your listings with with the image URLs right so what I mean with image URLs is um, you can upload photos to your listings by just going one listing at a time and then, uh, you know, uploading that from your computer. Uh, but I, what I do instead is I go to, to some websites um, such as uh, IMGUR, Imgur, yeah. and, uh, and then post image. These are, these are free websites where you can, you can host uh, photos and then uh, you get a URL. So I do that for all the, every single product that I, uh, that I work on, that I upload, uh, or you know, create or, or manage, and I get all their images in, on these websites, and then I bring those URLs to this Excel flat file, and I always keep it because 
a lot of times Amazon people from their catalog team will uh, delete your photos, change your photos. You may get uh, you may get hijacked by someone, and, and and now your photos are gone. Um, you know, and, and you know some people are very good at keeping files in their computer, but you know photos are heavy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you have a lot of products, you know you really have to be very organized. Um, but keeping uh, uh, an Excel with all these URLs uh, is is the same achieves the same purpose, and uh, you don't really have to uh, store a lot of data on your computer. So I would say this is a great practice uh, because once something on your listing is changed or your photos are missing, um, it's hard to remember how the listing was or how it looked like before, right? You can always keep that flat file with all versions of your titles, of your bullet points, um, et cetera. So you can always go back to it. Okay. Uh, okay. This has been amazing. I'm taking some notes and uh, I call it master update when a uh, Excel file, I don't know, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think some kind of a master list is, uh, is critical. And uh, just for the backup of the, you know, like you said, just the nightmare of, cause yeah, I mean, people got to realize that Amazon is not your, it's not yours, right? It's a channel and yeah, I mean, they, they can seem, seems obviously we can read the horror stories. They can change and do stuff. So by you having it all backed up, it should hopefully make you feel a bit better um, about what you're doing. So, yeah, yeah, of course. I, I um to add some little thing here. The you know Amazon has their seller support, but I uh I just don't rely on it. I I would probably rely on it. You know, uh, a, a tenth of um, you know what I would rely on on just me and my team keeping our backups and you know having more. I I really like the fact of having more control of our products, our stores, everything. And, um, you know, everything that can be done proactively, uh, anticipating, anticipate issues with Amazon. Um, I think it's a better strategy. You know, you don't want to, their, their support is not very efficient. So um, the more you can do as a seller on your end to, to protect your business, I think is, is, is better. Exactly. So this has been great. Great, uh, great one, Daniel. I don't know. I think we gained, definitely went past our list of um, of. Uh, I had a few. I think four, but I don't know if we want to sneak in another one or. I mean, I know you always got so much. I mean, last time you always you, when you speak, you know, people don't wait to stop. You know, we're over time a little bit, but I think we could. Uh, what do you think? What do you got? I can I can keep keep them coming, but I think we should save them for uh for Thailand. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like, you know, I don't want to be so sneaky, but yeah, I mean, this, I think already people got some amazing value on this and, uh, um, and then this has been a, a great one, Daniel. And yeah, like you said, of course, they can come out to Thailand. You have, uh, we have two different workshops for you, like one at a be beginner level, which would be the seller central mastering it and really getting a full grasp. Uh, do you want to share a little bit about some of your, some of what you're going to be sharing? Uh, yeah, so the, uh, so, well, first of all, um, you know, props to you, you, you're putting together these, um, these workshops in, in, in Thailand, uh, for, I mean, for sellers to take it to the next level. I've, I've looked at, the uh, the other speakers, uh, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have, uh, 
David, and um, I uh, now I'm blanking out on some of the names. Yeah, we but, got uh, people yeah, that are in the industry. Great, great lineup and yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I've met I've met I think almost everybody there. I just I'm blanking out on the names, but I, I know that these people are are in the game, and uh, you know they there's a lot of uh, people so courses but these people are actually you know running agencies or, or uh services that are they are actually doing the work every day yeah. and um you know that, that i think that's going to be it's going to be very very valuable for for the people that attend uh in terms of uh what i'm gonna uh what i'm gonna talk about i i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a workshop uh catered to uh people that are you know people that are starting out uh or, or would consider themselves just as, um, you know, intermediate or, or beginner. I'm going to go for uh, things that can, uh, similar to what we did today, uh, mistakes you can avoid, and, and also ways to, to take your business to the, to the next level, right, to get into that um, advanced. Uh, my, I would say my, uh, my promise is, is, is um, you know, like to become a pro, uh, an advanced seller on Amazon shouldn't take you, shouldn't take you uh, years you know I, I my my uh my ambition in this workshop is to to bridge that gap from beginner or intermediate to advanced uh you know to a lot less maybe just one after after the boot camp you yeah. know you could you could leave saying uh you you have taken it to the next level uh but also i'm gonna do um uh i'm gonna do a more advanced uh workshop uh the you know, not, not not to to get too too technical right now, but uh, I'm gonna go to to what I think keyword research uh, looks like in in 2019. How it should be really how this keyword research should be done now. Uh, okay. A lot of the things that people learned, uh, the you know, a lot of us have done in the past uh, doesn't work anymore, or, or there's just better ways. And um, you know, really just go into, like you said, hacks, tips that I think uh, uh, can make a difference. You know, the, the uh, information, information is power. And, and, you know, when you are applying some, some tips that are not, I wouldn't say too common knowledge, uh, you do have an edge, right? You have an advantage. So I'm going to be sharing that uh, for both uh, beginners and also on the workshop for advanced sellers. Um, you know, cater to their, to their skill level and where, where, where they're at in their business. Great. Thanks so much, Daniel. I appreciate it. And uh, so a little bit about your, your agency and how people can find you, I guess, you know, kind of just wrapping up today's, uh, today's interview. Yeah, of course. Uh, well, once again, uh, I, my agency is called AMZ Clever. Um, my team and I, we, we do uh, Dawn for You Amazon advertising, every ad that you can think of, uh, including uh, the new video ads. We've done a, we've done a little bit of that, uh, you know, working along with uh, Amazon. And then also we do Dawn for You full account management. If you just um, maybe you're you're selling retail or selling other on other channels, you just want somebody to handle uh, Amazon for you. Uh, we do it all, and uh, and, and we do it well. Great. So. Um, that's uh, the quick uh, quick description of, uh, of my agency. Now, I, I do have to say, uh, I uh, we are we have a waiting list for sellers for brands to to work with us. Um, if, you know, if you want to inquire about this, you just go to my website 
uh, is AMZ, uh, via Zebra, amzclever.com. Uh, and uh, in there, there's a contact uh, field. You just, uh, drop me a message or uh, to my email, Daniel, um, Daniel at amzclever. Just, uh, you know, write me an email, you know, anytime. If you have a, uh, I'm, I'm a little afraid to do this, but, you know, if you have a question, uh, obviously it's, yeah, not a, it's, not a, <laughs> it's not a seminar question. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, if I can get you a quick answer that can help, uh, I'm happy to do so. Awesome. Uh, so just write me an email, no problem. Yeah, Dan, I mean, you've been definitely always so helpful at, at our uh, events and everything, and uh, I'm really happy to have you on board for the first boot camp, and I know you've been really supportive of the community. So uh, thank you again for sharing today, and uh, I look forward to yeah, seeing you at boot camp and, uh, get, you know, build, continuing to uh, grow the community together. Awesome. Sounds sounds great. Uh, Mike, could you, uh, if you all mentioned the, the dates of the oh, uh, sure. Thailand. Yeah, thanks for Just, helping me um, out. I mean, even, no problem, even for myself, I do want to have, uh, ha, ha, have a reminder of that. Yeah, July, and we, we, we shortened it down to three days based on feedback, but it's July 19th, Friday, 20, Saturday, and 21. And the way it's going to work is the first day, will be more like round tables. Like I think you, you even said you enjoyed those. So it'll be more like, uh, you know, rotating different groups of different experts. And then the, the following two days will be the workshops the Saturday and Sunday, mm -hmm. three hours each. So I'll be honest with you. I haven't picked which, if you want to do a Saturday one or day two, but, uh, you know, we're basically going to have people slotted, um, for these workshops in the following two days, either a morning nine to 12 or a afternoon two to 5 PM. Uh, so it'll be, yeah. it'll be, uh, like that. So we just feel like it's gonna be a good balance of, cause it's, of course it's learning, but it's also networking and the workshops, we don't want to have too, too many people. So, uh, no more than 20, I think, but probably be more like kind of keeping it at 15 max, but more like, like 10 to 15 people max in the room and a few different yeah. same time potentially, but that's, that's what we're working on. And, uh, it's been collecting a lot of great feedback and yeah, it's all about, like you said, taking action and, uh, having people uh, really, really uh, walk away with some value, which uh, even with your, you know, even when your speeches where you're doing like a 30, 40 minute talk, I know people are taking crazy notes and actions and uh, uh, for sure for yours, especially at the summits and everybody, people said that they go back to their hotel room after and, and implement. So I know you're, especially your sessions, but especially with every session that workshop we're going to have, we're going to try to make it, you know, not just something you can watch on uh, on YouTube, but something that people can actually implement and, and meet great people at the same time. Right. The the content taught in the bootcamp will will stay there, right? Close closed door. Is that what yeah, you're closed doors. Uh, because you know, like we'll have people. We encourage everybody to bring their laptop, and we want people to sign NDA and uh, non disclosures. Yeah. Just to make well, sure. One quick thing. Quick thing I want to add is so Mike I've I've been to a lot of events about um about Amazon and you know online marketing and the uh, the crowd that that you know is willing to buy a plane ticket and and come you know let's say if, if somebody's in the U.S. come all the way to Asia uh, but the crowd that gets together here is 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 very very good like uh, and most of the times people are uh, you know they, they they're serious about their business about their learning. Uh, I've been to a lot, when I was in the U.S., I've been to a lot of events that, you know, some that are free or, or, you know, maybe just, you know, very cheap to attend. 
and uh, I, I, you know, don't want to say all the time, but um, a lot of times you you get what you pay for. So, mm. but the, the the events that I've been here in Asia, where um, you know that are in, international, people come fly from other places. The, the crowd that gets together is very very powerful and uh, great for like you said networking and uh, yeah. the, the, the knowledge is very very good thanks man yeah i think uh i think our community is pretty cool because we're here in asia so we actually a lot of people say it's a little bit higher more experienced because if you come out here you know you got to be a little bit more uh, serious than, than 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 others and also we have very diverse people from even we have sellers in, based in india that are confirmed to come they're there's mm. there you know we have a lot of repeat attendees from our previous events like you said that really enjoyed it and i think one guy danny mcmillan he he was telling me he feels like it's like a re, it's he thinks it's because of me because i'm like the nice guy i'm the well i so he says it kind of sets the environment for people to be more comfortable and more open and uh and more casual like even with this podcast i tried to try to make people more comfortable and open and uh he says, uh, I remember him saying that to me at the last summit is he thinks it's because of the way I, the way I kind of uh, encourage people and my nice, you know, almost too nice or too open uh, one, but I, some kind of pop-up. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, no. And I think to, to your credit, I think you, you are successful at that. I think people feel, uh, I mean, you are the, you're a very welcoming host, so yeah. Um, Thanks, dude. Yeah, but uh, anyway, that's uh, it's gonna be great. I'm excited to be part of this in uh, in Thailand and, and work alongside you and, and your team and the other uh, you know the other speakers. So yeah. looking forward to it. Thanks so much, Daniel. Are you looking to grow your international business from Asia? Amazon FBA, import export, and cross border e commerce are trends in today's world, especially here at Global From Asia. And we put together an e-course, e-book, both actually, all together for you for free. It's a fast track getting you going global from Asia. Check it out at globalfromasia.com slash ebook. You'll get the book as well as an interactive e-course that will be catered based on how you answer the email series so i look forward to seeing you on the inside check it out globalformasia.com slash ebook thank you daniel i uh you know i think i'm too modest i've had people i sometimes do year-end surveys uh for those that are on our uh, email newsletter and I've gotten some, you know, I try to have an anonymous, I want to hear the painful feedback. And sometimes people say, Mike, I'm too modest, I'm too shy, I'm too uh, not confident enough in my interviews, things like that. But, you know, hearing stuff like what Daniel says, you know, he, he has always said amazing things about these events we've done. Uh, I do appreciate him supporting the cause. I hope you enjoyed it. Of course, we could have gone on for hours, but, you know, this is this is just the way the world works. He has amazing knowledge and experiences, and he does this for clients for ma- major brands. And like he said, he's uh, he's even got a waiting list for to do business with him. Uh, and I do think it's worth it uh, if you are uh, are in that category for his big client requirements. You maybe should reach out to him. Say hopefully maybe say the podcast is how you heard about him. Hopefully these podcasts help our guests. Our guests try to make sure to give us good good information and helpful for totally free no strings attached but of course gfa's got to make some kind of money we do have great sponsors like go remit.hk 
but we also need to do some events or some kind of ways to support what we do here and uh, send my kids to school. How about that? Maybe make a school fund, but I don't want to be a beggar. And uh, my, I'd say that sometimes my wife is amazing. If you don't know, she helps a lot with the show. Some people ask if she has a job. I mean, this is her job. She helps us. She helps me. She helps the community. I mean, she's tougher than me, for that's for sure. But uh, I was talking at dinner with the kids about the boot camp, and I don't like to beg. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't nobody likes to beg. But I think we're gonna have an amazing boot camp. I'm uh, feeling really confident about it and excited, and uh, I want some more amazing people to come out. We got uh, amazing applications, people that want to host uh, host a session. We got people that want to come out. Uh, but let me go back to my blah blah blah. So I think I hinted towards it in the show, but with the Sistanamoka pots. We did, we messed up. We we didn't turn off the uh, returns to be resold. So like I said in the interview, some people got dirty mocha pots. Isn't that unbelievable that Amazon has a default to resell returns? I I didn't know that, and uh, maybe you didn't know that for quite a while. Sisatano or Par Living Inc. didn't know that either. Um, and now I gotta check again because Daniel just said that even if you turn it off, if there's a new category, it pops back on, which is crazy. Totally crazy. I think we selected destroy it immediately. Just garbage that mocha pot that comes back. Bam, gone. But um, you just got to learn this thing. But one thing is true. I mean, Daniel says back up your data. You know, once it goes into that Amazon platform, if you get locked out, if you get your account shut down or some hijacker, somebody that loves you so much that wants to destroy your listing, gets into that, you, you know, you can't really get a backup. So I, I like that whole uh, have an Excel backup. I was actually chatting to Daniel after the recording. I would, you know, I host these MP3s on uh, Amazon S3 or these static hostings. If you notice, the show is on podcast.globalfromasia.com slash gfa250.mp3. If you type that in directly, that is where this host hosting of this MP3 is. So he got me thinking I got to do the same for the Amazon listings. Um, I might put them on Amazon S3 in high resolution, you know, multi-megabyte each image for each listing. We don't have that many listings. Actually, I got to get off my butt and get more listings for Sistano. But, you know, it's really good to have all these backed up. Who knows? It's true. I mean, I just, and I'm manually uploading them now. He's like, yeah, when you get up there, you're going to be pretty busy keeping up with all those. So I didn't know you could, it would actually Amazon, when you upload this Excel file, it pulls the images from, like he said, Imager, that free image hosting, or maybe it's paid, or whatever hosting. So I'm going to probably use, like, uh, resources.sisatano.com slash sku1.jpg or something like that, so that I keep track of all my SKUs, and then 1, 2, 3 would be for the image number. So the first image would be 1, second image 2. And that way I could remember it. I did that back in the day with my first bar supplies business. What I did was we called it Master Update. And we had about 400 or something SKUs in that website. And uh, it was a nightmare updating. So we would bulk upload. I used Channel Advisor back in the day to eBay and Amazon as well as a web store. So we had the subdomain for the web store, kind of like Shopify these days, and with uh, WordPress on another site, or even before WordPress, if you can believe the days before WordPress, 2005, 2004, 2006, well, that was maybe, I think Channel Advisor was around 2005, but anyways, 
you know, I have master update .xls, and it's true. I did have the images URLs in those columns. These spreadsheets get to be freaking massive, but I'm definitely going to implement this stuff from Daniel. And, uh, and it's true. I mean, Amazon is not a business as a channel. We said this in our events. We've priced this on various shows. You know, I really always recommend people make a website. I know I've had actually some people say, what's the point? You know, even Jerry gone back in the day from, he was on the show. He, he said at an event, so like just do Amazon. Don't even bother making a website. Put all your focus on one channel, build it up big. I guess that's true. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I'm still old fashioned. I like to have my own domain. I feel like that's my real value. So mostly if you look up stuff, I do, I have websites still, so I'm stuck in the stone ages, but I still think it's worth it. And then you can maybe have WooCommerce or Shopify data feeds. You could have your Amazon data feed, uh, even an affiliate program, maybe even have a reseller program, but it all centers around this data. But then you're actually was scary. I was talking to Daniel after the show too, you know, we chatted a bit. I think he did good. What do you guys think? He was like, did I do good? I'm like, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And I was giving him some feedback. And uh, the scary thing is that the, if you map it wrong, he says you got to double, double check when you import that file because you might put the wrong field. Like the, I think one time back in the day, I put the weight as the price and the price as the weight. And then I was like, yeah, people can, obviously, if you don't, if you don't check and it uploads and they're both number and, you know, it's database basically, right? A spreadsheet is a database. So once you import that, uh, if the number field is a number, whether it's pounds or kilograms or dollars or RMBs or whatever, the number is a number, right? So if you put if you somehow crisscrossed it in the columns, that would be a pretty big nightmare. If you you know if it's a, a dollar instead of a pound, and uh, you know uh, twenty pounds instead of of one pound, you know what I'm saying? Like flip, flip them wrong. You know, he says you got, he says he doubles or triples tech checks, especially if you're doing hundreds of SKUs, ASINs or whatever you want to call these things. But, um, I, I mean, I think that was my big takeaway is the spreadsheet. Of course, you got to make sure you're optimizing these seller centrals for returns. You're optimizing them for other, other items. And, um, somebody in your team has to be the expert. Somebody like, you need somebody like Daniel, not me. <laughs> I, I'm not the data guy, unfortunately. Like I said, I'm the cr- creative. At least I think I'm creative. I mean, that's why I like podcasting because I can just blah, blah, blah. And some of you guys actually like this blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not an Excel number crunching person. That's why people, Daniel, do well in that part. And I think I do well making this uh, blah, 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 holding this microphone. But... I think whatever it is in your team, I I have a course. I have a course about Amazon beginner one, but uh, just a few hour course I've done in person. And I say, are you the artist or the garbage man? And I, what I mean by that is the, uh, the artist is the person that knows the product, that knows the industry, that enjoys the creative process, maybe writing a blog post or that enjoys um, the, the, uh, what I think is the creative part and then there's the garbage man, which no offense to Daniel, but what I mean is he probably doesn't really care what product it is here. He doesn't need to care. Uh, people like him make a lot of money on Amazon because they're really good at data. They, he, his Legos that transformed into Excel, that transformed into big data of Amazon is extremely valuable skill. 
and he doesn't probably really care what product he sells where I kind of care about what product I sell to be honest I, I usually tell I usually tell people to care about the product that they sell but uh, probably most big sellers don't really care um, because they're just looking at the data but I think you got to maybe have a complementary skill set in your team the artist and the garbage man unless you're like a massive seller like that's just looking at data scrolling top sellers and uh, sourcing them and optimizing listings and making as much money as possible making a lot more money than maybe I I ever will but I like to actually know what I'm selling I like to uh, have uh, an enjoyment of of the process uh, and build relationships which is actually what's happening more in Sisitano I'm getting more involved in uh, than I had expected when we launched that a couple of years ago, but at least I kind of like uh, that stuff. But uh, you know, somebody in a team should enjoy like the creative process. I believe so. While you know we're not talking about tech startups here with e-commerce and Amazon or whatever, but there is different types of people on a team that you should look for. There should be the person that likes the Excel spreadsheets, and there should be somebody that kind of likes the creative process. Maybe even a third person is kind of like the logistics supply chain person. And of course, you could outsource all of these to different people. You could hire all three of those different types of people. But, you know, a lot of times in tech startups, they say it's better to have them in the core founding team. But you could uh, hire Daniel and you could hire an artist and you could hire a logistics person. And I mean, there's plenty of guests we've had on the show that are amazing logistics companies and service providers that you could pay money to and they could have their team help you. So whether you hire slash outsource somebody outside of your company to do that, I still think you need those, I would say, three parts. When I did Startup Weekends and things like that, back in the day, you'd have the programmer, you'd have the business person, and then you'd have maybe the designer. Those are the three. But I think in e-commerce, you need the data guy, the artist, the kind of person that knows the industry, and then you need the logistics person, sourcing person or hire those uh, those if you don't have them. But I think I'm done with my blah, blah, blah here. The kid's screaming downstairs. And um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening all the way through the end. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, guests. Thank you, future attendees to the Global From Asia Boot Camp. Thank you in advance. Take care. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.